ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode one of The Extraordinary Expletive. This episode is going to be something that Kenjamin and I have been talking about for quite some time. We've been talking the last two months about new Metal. At Only least. because um, I posted, I, I've been going through a quest where I'm like, I am going to post a different song by a different band on Facebook every single day for a year. We're getting down to like 20 some days left and I posted a Limp Biscuit song and as soon as I put the Limp Biscuit song on, Josh was like, what the fuck, dude? And I, here we are. Um, it actually led to me buying two Limp Biscuit albums, so. Yeah, yeah. He posted it and I was like, oh my God. And I was like, Ken, have you, uh, you ever heard this one? Hey, dude, do you really like this song? Hey, dude, Limp Biscuit. Hey, hey, Limp Biscuit. Hey. If only we could fly. <laughs> new metal man so um we've been talking about this for a good minute um kenny had a lot of good points here about uh a lot of different things uh new new metal bands uh the inspiration that they had in the 90s it got way bigger than you know anybody really thought it was it was like a joke everybody called everybody pussies if you listen to new metal but what were you saying about uh about the uh the limping with the biscuit there uh limp uh, well it, a lot of like now li- like new metal as a whole is kind of a joke people were people were always like oh limp biscuit like it's a joke but you have to understand 97 2003 limp like limp biscuit and new metal as a whole were on top of the world um but you look at bands, uh, Deftones, Limp Bizkit, Kid Rock, Slipknot, Korn, they were all these huge new metal bands. And uh, Woodstock 99, that two of the headline, or three of the headliners actually were Seven Dust, Korn, and Limp Bizkit, and they were all new metal bands. I remember being seven years old, and we were watching it, because uh, Woodstock 99 aired on Fox, and I remember watching it, and... At the time, I was watching Corn. They were playing Blonde, and I was like, "This is horrible." Because I grew up on country, but now, like as an adult, I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I had that vibe. I was like, "Oh man, they ruined Woodstock with this. Like, what the hell are they doing? Like, this is not the original vibe that they had going on." But um, hell, I remember getting a Woodstock '99 as a whole was a disaster. Yeah, yeah, but but those bands oh dude yeah like that's what you're saying uh we were, we were talking about that earlier there's four hundred thousand people there for one good minute like limp biscuit was literally the biggest band in the world like there was nobody who didn't know their name like that red fitted that fred durst wears like is, excuse me iconic you know what i mean like huge i actually huge. wanted to buy one i thought about buying a, a red fitted yankees hat just you so should. i could look like fred durst we should have we should have bought red fitted hats for this episode to be 100 percent honest we should have. That would have been great. But dude, yeah, they were uh, they were kick ass, man. Um, you know, everybody disagreed, I guess, like with the uh, you know the whole bad boy attitude and uh, stuff like that. But you know, there's like this weird rock thing going on with this weird rap combo, and uh, nobody really knew what it was. Um, if you if you go back to Anthrax and Public Enemy, did bring the noise? Yeah. When that song came out, everyone trashed it. If that song would have came out six years later, it would have been, it would like, have been all over. huge. Oh, yeah. Huge. People love the, the rap rock. Uh, going back with, like, Korn and those other new metal bands, a lot of their influence is from, like, Faith No More. And I would say a lot of that would be, like, it. new metal was, like, if Faith No More met Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. You're like, Morello had that... That kind of hip hop yes, way of yes. singing. Uh Corn's Corn's Life is uh Peachy, that that album, like the song Twist. 
Jonathan Davis isn't saying words. He's just making noises, but he's doing it to like a rap beat. Yeah. And you can see that Korn's very rap influenced throughout that album. Oh, yeah. That's the one that has um, Adidas and um, Freak on a Leash on it. Okay. So you get that vibe. But but that whole genre, it, it kind of died. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a little flash on a flash in the pan like every every band that played new metal stopped playing new metal yeah i mean like look at limp biscuits like what third third or fourth album you know i mean they covered uh behind blue eyes like that's something i never expected to see you know yeah where's dj lethal yeah west borland left and they kind of just you know like that was the deal though they got too big like west was like a very indie rock guy you know he didn't Want that pedestal kind of rock star vibe? I I love West Borland. I think he is an amazing person. Like, he's sweet. You know what I mean? He's um, like uh, in my opinion, like inspiration for people like Mudvayne. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, did all the the body art and like the whole stand up, get up on stage. Well, Mudvayne only did the body art for like their first album. Yeah, yeah. I seen them play in uh, two thousand and five, and I mean they didn't do body art to, per se, but uh. Uh, the lead singer came out dressed in a gorilla suit and holding a baseball bat. Um, Ryan, the bassist, was wearing ACDC shorts with uh, this tiny little red cape in the back. Um, the guitarist, I forget his name, he was literally dressed in all black, like had trip pants on from uh, Hot Topic, hair pipe, uh, straight up in Liberty Spikes, just whole face painted red. I, for- I couldn't really see the drummer, but... You know what I mean? Like they still they were cool. You know they want to put on a performance. It was more than just like playing it, music. Like it, it's it's about putting on a show. It's not yeah, about, dude. It's not about just the music. It's about putting on a show. Putting on a show. Okay. And, and Slipknot, whenever they first started, um, when they started all that new metal stuff, like those guys used to go out there. Cause I had a friend tell me that he saw Slipknot in like 2002. So you're talking, I was like brand new. Yeah. And he said it was the best show he's ever been to. I saw him in 2016, and it wasn't the same. But he said, like, those guys were, like, get up on the, like, the percussions would, like, get up on the drums and jump into the audience and just scream. And, like, there was no, you had to participate. Yeah. There was no option. Oh, yeah. If he, if Corey Taylor said, you get the fuck down on the ground right now, you're getting down. Oh, yeah. Or else he's going to call you out one by one and be like, hey, why the fuck are you still standing? Yeah. Yeah, hey man, you need uh you need to get 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 down on the ground. You know? Yeah. But um I don't know, like bands like that, um, like this is one thing we discussed. Uh dude, their riffs were super heavy. Like new metal itself, like as a you know, classification, it was they were, they kinda were... that rappy stuff, um, more like hip hop influence kind of lyrics, but then like they had these super heavy guitar riffs that weren't, you know, part of the main music scene that was out. Like I'm not talking like, you know, like Slayer kinda heavy, like they were Listen to the intro guitar riff for Break Stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was low-toned. It was deep, and, I, you know, it was just different. They were like, whoa. Um, with, with New Metal 2, not only was it, like, really deep and really heavy, but, like, they had a lot of blast beats in there, too. Yeah. So, like, the drums, they would just fucking kick you in the face, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, how many times did fucking Fred Durst shout John Otto? Yeah. Take him to the Matthews Bridge. Yeah, he's taking him to the Matthews Bridge. Like, yeah, I even looked up, like, a uh, how-to video for that, playing around on my drum set, and the dude's just, like, straight up killing it on the china. Like, like straight up, man. Like, getting, like, uh, I don't know, very influential, you know? Yeah. The, yeah. uh... 
they definitely did some stuff. But yeah, like okay, so we were talking like you know they were a joke. Like people still say it's kind of like a joke nowadays. If Chocolate Starfish, it, well, I showed you that interview at the end. That guy's just yes. laughing at him the whole time. You yeah. know what I mean? Fred Durst, yeah, I'm whipping with a biscuit. But you showed me the video for Break Stuff and the amount of cameos in that video. It's stupid. I didn't realize they knew that many people, but everybody wanted to be a part of it. You like know what I mean? Bucky Elastic, the skateboarders in it. Um, Fucking Eminem, his Eminem. daughter. Um, there's New York Yankees in the video. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Jonathan Davis was in there too, yeah. Uh, everyone should have that shirt that Jonathan Davis has in that video. Yeah. Um, it, it's a joke now, but 10 years ago... Like, I don't know. I, I, I remember being a kid and I'd be like, Mom, can we go buy this Limp Biscuit album? And my aunt was like, no, Limp Biscuit. Oh, they say all this bad stuff. And I'm like... That's for the devil. Yeah, basically. And uh, I wasn't allowed to buy a Limp Biscuit album. So then, you know, I didn't, I didn't really care for Limp Biscuit. And then as an adult, I heard it. I'm like, wow, this is what I missed out on. Yeah, dude. The, the feeling, <clears throat> a lot of his albums, um, he wrote... Because of uh, he got bullied like a shit ton in high school. You if, know I mean? if you actually listen to like the lyrics, they're really deep. Oh yeah, it, you don't you don't realize it, but like if you listen to like um, look into these eyes, then you see the size of the pain. Like, yeah, if you if you actually uh, look at the lyrics, um, significant other like those lyrics are really deep. Yeah, dude. But you don't think so because th- again. <clears throat> To me, that was my favorite Limp Bizkit album. Everyone talks about Chocolate Starfish, but I thought Significant Other was so much better. Significant Other was what like was their big one, in my opinion. Yeah, it had Break Stuff on it, and Break Stuff, of course, their big song. Yeah. But if you actually like listen to the words, you're like, wow, he's he's going through some shit. Like, yeah, like even Nookie, like everybody knows that song. Yeah, like Nookie, I I never like thought about before, but then when you actually hear the words, you're like, wow, somebody broke his heart and he is sad. Yeah, and he's like, fuck it. I yeah. did it for the sex anyways. Yeah. Bitch. Like, but... He's he's not... Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, he's he's hurt. Yeah. But he's just trying to be like, I'm bigger than this. I don't care. But, yeah, instead of being, you know, that sad boy, uh, early 2000s emo bullshit, he was just like a hard ass about it. Well, fuck it. Yeah, maybe I don't that's... give a damn. Maybe new Metal was the precursor to emo. It except for new been. Metal was like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they're they're definitely a precursor to a lot of things, my personal opinion. Um, especially when it comes to, like guitar riffs and stuff. A lot of bands nowadays are using heavy riffs like that. You know what I mean? Like uh, you know, like metalcore shit, deathcore shit, like stuff you don't normally hear. You know, like you got a whole lot of open open chord like chuggy riffs. You know what I mean? And you're like, whoa, like, hey, that breakdown was fucking sweet. Yeah. You listen to it, and then what, you go what? back. Listen to, like, okay, we're talking about Chocolate Starfish, but uh, the intro riff to Hot Dog, like that, dude, blew me away. West Borland comes down with that fucking whammy. I love that riff. And it's it's heavy, dude. You yeah. Know? Bring it on. Like, yeah, it was awesome, man. Oh, That's I a love great that song. Um, um, another cool thing about that, like lyrics-wise, uh, he was in a big, big spit with uh trent reznor and, yeah uh, that's why i mean he ripped off his song that's everybody why he says knows his song f- yeah well, that's why he yeah. says you know you want to fuck me like an animal like, and uh what was the one about nine now he says 
Oh, a nine inch nail, I get knocked the fuck out. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's just basically telling me, yo, bro, you want to fight? Let's like, let's do it. By the way, we are broadcasting from Mercer, PA, which is the home of Trent Reznor. Oh, man. We still actually uh, get Trent Reznor in this area occasionally. Show up to the movie theater. And so whatnot. does Al, B- Al Bundy shows up, too, sometimes. Oh, jeez. Well, he's from Youngstown. I wonder if he hangs out with Trent Reznor. <laughs> I don't know. That's where he got the inspiration for Closer. Yeah, I was talking to, you know, this guy and got this idea for a song i think it's gonna be great i think it's gonna be great but um it, new metal wasn't sustainable though because a lot of those bands change their sounds you look at uh corn if they go from their first album second album third album and then they got to a point where they were they were trying to be more radio friendly and then they got to a point where they were just corn step yeah they were that dubstep but that was and, also a radio-friendly move. They were going after what the audiences were listening right, for at the time. In two thousand was huge. Ten when they did that, like Skrillex just blew up, and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna have Skrillex on our next album." Hey, um, what if we did guitars with bass wobbles? Slipknot, they did the same thing. Yeah, Volume Three, they they got away from like the turntables and the rapping and all the extra percussion. They were just like, "We're a heavy metal band now." Okay, that's fine. Deftones. Uh, stepped away from like the new metal. Deftones changed like every two to three albums. They changed though. Yeah, yeah, we discussed that on uh, the last episode. Yes, yeah. Deftones is my favorite band. I will probably mention them a lot. I apologize. Um, and then Seven Dust kind of stuck with it, but Seven Dust has really decreased in popularity over the last ten years. Yeah, I saw them play in let's say 2015. I think it was. Uh... I love Seven Dust. Ohio Metal Fest. Yeah, it was it was neat, you know. Uh really cool to see like, you know, like a like a black lead singer in a metal band. Like that I had no idea. Howard from Killswitch? Okay, yeah, yeah. But like I'd never seen Seven Dust, you know what I mean? I never really listened to him that, that much. So then like when I seen them play live I was like, yo <laughs> He's like They they were all doing collabs with each other too, like Yeah. If you, uh, there's a, a Seven Dust song, uh, Bender, where Chino from Deftones is on that rec- is on that track, and then Chino also did a song with Corn, but I don't remember what it was called. But then Jonathan Davis, too, was in a Limp Bizkit music video. Actually, they did a song with Limp Bizkit. Uh, Fred Durst was in one. Welcome to the Family? Oh, uh, okay. I, I don't know the song. Oh, they were, they, it was them dissing each other the whole time. It was really? on a Corn album, but I forget what it was. It was on their... Corn's second or third album. They were just ripping each other the entire time. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, they're funny people. But um, I don't know. We you, you said, you know, a lot of these guys got away from that sound. They didn't have that new metal vibe anymore. Um, I just like, don't think it was sustainable. <clears throat> that was it. This, like, I feel like maybe, you know, people were talking shit too. But, uh, like, with the Fred Durst, like, a lot of his lyrics, he wrote shit about, you know, being bullied and basically, hey, fuck you to anybody who used to pick on me or anybody who does pick on people nowadays. But uh, an article I was reading, he said a lot of times he'd go to a show and his crowd is literally those people. You know what I mean? The yeah. people he's writing the songs about, like, hey, fuck these guys. That was a majority of his crowd. And he's like, man, you know, he's like, this isn't really what I was trying to do. But that's what you attracted, you know? You right. write some angry music, you're going to get some angry people. Just the way she goes, man. Well, I don't know. If you if you knew, like, a, if you thought a song was written about you, wouldn't you go to that show? If you know a band wrote a song about you, wouldn't you go there? Yeah. 
Yo, Fred, I'm here to whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you Texas piece of shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I don't know, man. They're definitely a uh, kick-ass inspiration for me. Um, their music was awesome. I listened to it a lot as a kid. You know what I mean? Same deal. Like, you know, you're you know, 12, 13 years old. You're getting picked on by somebody in school. You listen to fucking, like, break stuff. Like, oh, shit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's you want to fight. Well, Full Nelson when from... You- uh, Chocolate starfish. When you when you hear a song like that, you like it. You go in. I mean, as an adult now, like I listen to, that, I'm like, I want to fight somebody when I hear this. Yeah. But like as a kid, you hear that and you're like, yes, and it, it kind of pulls all that rage out of you. Yeah, yeah, it's a good release. You know what I mean? That kind of music. You go to a show like that, you get in a you know a couple mosh pits and stuff, and it's a great release of energy. You know, it's therapeutic. Yeah. Even. I'm just surprised that like, <clears throat> what's weird is. Again, we just we, we mentioned how Limp Bizkit was at Woodstock 99, 400,000 people. But, like, 10 years later, they're not in any metal fest. Like, I would think if y'all was, like, Mayhem Festival, be like, hey, we'll get Limp Bizkit to play. Yeah. <clears throat> body Count came back, you know what I mean? That'd be sweet to see. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw Body Count live. <clears throat> oh, they were fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, that'd be, that'd be a cool thing. Like, I looked up. And I actually found and saw, you know, Limp Bizkit still tours occasionally, but Fred says, like, you know, they don't announce it as big. They, they just, just got uh, Westbourne. Actually, all the original members are back. Like, yeah. DJ Lethal was back. Westbourne was back. He said, you know, it's like a party. It's like sometimes we get together and like, dude, I want to play a show. Like, all right, fuck yeah, let's go, blah, blah, blah. And then there they are doing yeah, it. Yeah, that would be fucking awesome. But um, I say that a lot, don't I? But, um, you know, Fred moved away from music for a minute, too. Uh, pretty big director. He's uh, done a couple movies. What movies has he done? You know, I can't remember. <laughs> I can look it up. Um, but Yo, Jamie, look that up. Yeah, Jamie. Jamie, look that up. Um, yeah, dude, like, you know, he, he wanted to do the movie gig. So that's one of the things he got into. Kind of got out of the music, but at the same time made a name for himself. Everybody fucking knows Fred Durst, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, dude, I kind of want to direct your movie. Fred Durst is kind of like Billy Corgan. <laughs> Billy Billy Corgan. Well, no, because Billy Corgan stepped away from music and did like the wrestling thing for a while. He ended up buying the National Wrestling Alliance. Really? And now he runs the NWA. Yes, that's what he does now. Okay. The lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins yeah. is the owner of the NWA. Can you can you actually imagine Billy Corgan, uh, Corgan like raging? I, I I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> Despite all my rage, like I can't. What rage? Look well, you got to think back in, like, 97, he was in ECW, and he was smashing guitars over people's heads. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. You didn't know Billy Corgan was in ECW? No, dude. Like, he was an active wrestler? What? Yeah. No, that's something cool. That's a, that's a cool trivia fact there. Uh, I'm going to have to definitely look those up. He, he, well, yeah, now he owns the NWA, so. Wow. So, uh, I bet... You're a pretty big fan of Billy Corgan nowadays. I am a huge wrestling nerd, so yeah. that's why I know a lot of stuff about Billy Corgan. Um, Smash Mouth as a whole, I, I'm okay with them. Yeah, they they were a good band. Yeah, no. Definitely not new metal, but... No, no. I enjoyed their music. And what's up with Slipknot, too? They, they've been kicking people out, though. Well, um... Joe Jordson got uh, kicked out. Clown got kicked out. Yeah, well, I don't think... I mean... The Jordison thing was, like, here and there, you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. kept going on and off. Um, but the thing with uh, uh, the clown guy, 
uh, I was actually reading the article on that. He was claiming that most of the Slipknot members had other merch shops and websites open, and they were getting money that he was not getting. And so he wanted to argue about it. Uh, they got in a big debate about it. Um, I do believe like he brought up a lawsuit and all that shit and tried suing them for yeah, cash uh, that actually, he was supposed to be getting. I think they're. I think the lawsuit is still ongoing. Yeah, uh, from what I hear, though, like he's not going to get anything because there was no extra money being made. Everything that was royalties or anything like that got paid to everybody who was supposed to do. You know, there's new memes out with the uh, slaps roof of car. Yeah, it was. Uh, I forget his his actual name, so we'll just say clown. But uh, it was like slaps the roof of keg, and then it's Corey, oh, Corey Taylor. Meme. No, I you can't. You can't do that anymore. I'm sorry. I saw that meme. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, Slipknot was actually they were Slipknot I, I love like their first three albums love them okay now define first three uh, I'm talking self-titled Iowa and volume three okay well their very first album was Mate Feed Kill Repeat well that was an EP but it was still an album I it guess. was an EP it was an album Jar of Flies by Allison Chains was an EP I still count that as an album my man Jar of Flies yeah dude yeah, it was seven songs. There's no reason for it to be an EP, but technically they called it an EP. Well, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to argue about that. Okay. But I just, I, you know, that's right. <clears throat> I can't. Right. But, but that um, album, in comparison to uh, the self titled Slipknot album, um, that album was way more hip hop y. It had a lot more rap in it. Yeah, but the, uh, the version of Sick that was on that EP. Yeah. It was the same one they used for their self-titled album. And that was only a demo they recorded. Okay. Which shows you how well they recorded live. Yeah, so... They were like, here's... Hey, this here's, is so good, let's put it on this yeah, one, too. Yeah, like, hey, this recording came out very well, let's put it on this album. Let's okay. put it on our self-titled album that is going to be our coming into the world. Yeah, it, like, that... You know, listening to Mate Feed Kill Repeat, it wasn't very raw sounding at all. Like, you would normally get with, you know, a first album or right. some shit like that. Like, oh yeah, this band definitely had some stuff going on when they were doing this. They didn't have a good quality max. And... No, man. <clears throat> it it sounded decent. You know, yeah. it wasn't bad. But self-titled, dude, that album blew my mind. That was like, holy shit. Like, aside from the stage show presence, just like... The amount of swear words in that fucking album are Well, that's insane. why I wasn't allowed to listen to fucking Limp Bizkit as a yeah. kid. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I talk to a couple buddies about this. Go and listen to Volume 3 of the Subliminal Verses. Count all the swear words you hear. I honestly don't think there's one. He might say hell, but, dude, <laughs> listen to Surfacing. Fuck it all! Fuck their swear! Like, yeah. dude, they swore all the time. Corey Taylor didn't give a damn. The thing and, about uh, Volume 3, though, is I think that Before I Forget is probably one of the best hard rock songs ever. Yeah. Like, like I'm not... It, it's it's not really a metal song so much, but, like, if you listen to... Like, that guitar riff, that drum beat, it all coming together, like... If someone would be like, hey, this is a hard rock song, what is it? I'd be like, this is the one. This is the best hard rock song ever. Yeah. Yeah, that album had quite a... Quite a array of stuff. I think the like, big thing with uh, with the volume three too was that was kind of the rise of Fuse. Yeah, Fuse TV. Yeah, like I remember being like thirteen years old and Fuse would be like, "Okay, here's the uh, music video for Before I Forget." And there's they never showed any of the artists like in the in the music video was for uh, Before I Forget. They never showed anybody's face. 
they would just show their mask hanging around like their instruments. And yeah. they would just show like their feet or like their chin or their mouth or something. They wouldn't actually show. And that was a really thing. big deal. You know, they're like, yeah, holy shit, then, who are these people? Yeah, back back then, like no one knew what Corey Taylor looked like. Stone no sour. one knew what Mick, Mick Thompson looked like. Yeah. And, then, and like I remember being 15 Googling like Slipknot without masks. You know, what what do they look like? Like, oh shit. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you had a Stone <clears throat> Sour, which Stone Sour got heavier and then Slipknot got lighter. Yeah, I mean, uh, going off of Volume 3 itself, there were two songs on there, Circle and uh, Danger Keep Away. Like, those were slow. I, I love They Dan- were not Danger Keep Away. Heavy. I love that song, but, but that is not something not to me that... No, that was so an emotional different. roller coaster is what that was. You know what I mean? I was like, whoa. Like, but that's that right there is a whole lot of the turntable shit. You know, they're not definitely spinning records and stuff, but that's... That's all electronic shit. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. Hardly any of that's actually like guitar. Or Mick Thompson's not doing much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna put seven down real quick. Corey sings a sad song. I'm gonna go in the back, fuck a stripper. I'll be right here. <clears throat> Mick Thompson, very, great guitarist. Very, like savage looking motherfucker you know what i mean just his his mask alone and you're like damn Mick thompson's literally in the mountain yeah yeah like if i were to describe him i would say he looks like uh he looks like the mountain from game of thrones yeah i was i was thinking uh the lead singer at death clock uh, <laughs> you know nathan I mean? explosion <laughs> yeah dude he's definitely nathan explosion look at his hair his build that big gray shirt fucking that's what's up, you know. Are are you a big Seven Dust person or no? Um, I don't know a lot of their stuff. I used to be huge into Seven Dust. That's why I was asking. My mic keeps falling down. That's unfortunate. I've been holding my mic for a while. Now. I guess I'm just gonna hold it as well. Yeah. Just, just um, but Seven Dust. Um, I really like the song "Better Place." It's a little slower, a little softer, but it's good. I yeah. Listen to that one a lot. Um, but yeah, like. I don't really, not super knowledgeable on any of their albums and anything like that. You know what I mean? Um, it's like I, Head PE, pretty <clears throat> kind of big new Head metal P, band. Head PE is the one new metal band that never made it big, but you find people who are like, hey, I listen to Head PE, and they fucking love Head PE. Yeah. It's like Clutch. <laughs> if, you, if you're like, hey man, do you like Clutch? Oh, I fucking love Clutch. Or you're like, hey man, do you like Clutch? Or like... I've never heard of Clutch. Yeah. That's kind of the way Head P.E. is. If you find people who like Head P.E., they love Head P.E. And if they don't know who Head P.E., like, if they don't like Head P.E., they have no idea who they are. This is a little off topic, but uh, speaking of Clutch and not knowing who they are, like, if you don't listen to them, you don't know who they are, you know what I mean? Uh, Bobby Hazlett has a Clutch hat. And he has no idea who Clutch is? He bought it because it said Clutch on it, and he used to always wear it when he was playing beer pong. Jay because Rhodes is like he was clutch. Yeah. And Jay Rhodes was like, Man, do you yeah. like clutch? He's like, he's like Yo, sick clutch hat, bro. He's like, Oh thanks. He's like, What's your favorite song? He's like, What do you what? <laughs> he's like, You're wearing a clutch hat. What's your favorite clutch song? He's like, No, no, this that, it just says clutch on it. That's something no, it, that That's something like, Jay Rhodes would do too. Yeah, that's like, a, yeah. It's a clutch hat. Jay Rhodes bro. is one of those people with it. Yeah, he's they a huge fucking clutch love clutch. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm in the minority where I know who Clutch are. I kind of like Clutch. Same with Head P. I know who Head P is. 
I kind of like head PE, but I'm not all like I could, I couldn't tell you one head PE album. Yeah, I could name same. a few songs, but I couldn't. I couldn't even name a couple songs. Killing time. I, okay. Do you know that song? No. Oh, that's my favorite head PE song. Mm. Yeah. See, I never actually listened to them. Really? Yeah. I just know who they are. Oh. Well, maybe after this, we'll just some head PE or something. Yeah, we should. I, I mean, I heard a couple of their songs at Todd's house uh, this past weekend when we were out there. That was a good time. Van Damme loves head PE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's one of those people we were just discussing. But, uh, yeah. By the way, his favorite band is Incubus. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 I know. Do you see that they're doing a 20-year tour? I'm going to it. it really? I'm, I'm, I plan on going to it. They're playing in Akron on a Saturday. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm excited for that, dude. Yeah, they're good. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to adjust my mic. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Okay, you know, it's fine. It's going to keep on holding. One small second here, people. I, yeah. I apologize. I apologize. We're having some difficulties. The uh, mounting bracket we're here. Ju- we're just starting up, so please be patient with us. Falling over on us. Please come back for, like, the fifth and sixth episodes. Yeah, when we get really good. You know, we're just going to get super wasted drunk and start talking about fucking rap music. No, it's Tribe Called Quest. No. They just keep arguing about who's better. Yeah. Um, Faith No More, to me, is like one of the biggest new metal influences. I mean, have you actually listened to Faith No More ever? Yeah. Like... If you if you hear interviews from uh, I was I was going down to Mississippi and I heard an interview from uh, members of Corn and they were talking about how uh, Faith No More was like their biggest influence. Really? Yeah. I mean, and Corn is like that was everybody's fucking go to new metal band before you know like before fucking Limp them and Limp Biscuit. I mean, before Limp Biscuit, like they were around before Limp Biscuit. You know? Yeah, everybody yeah. knew Corn, man. Uh, Freak so- on a Leash came out. Fucking, I remember seeing that on MTV. That video dropped. I was like, dude. Where they're all dead in the tunnel? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, and then you got Jonathan Davis's infamous uh, beatboxing. Again, uh, I mentioned earlier the song Twist. He doesn't say words. He's just, he's making like, Jonathan Davis never rapped. He just made rap noises. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, and I mean... There are people that I know that can sing that word for word. You know what I mean? And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, how in the hell? Corn, Corn also threw in the uh, the bagpipes. Oh yeah, I seen that live. It was pretty sweet. Really? Yeah, he even put it on a kilt. Came out. Jonathan Davis is all about being Scottish. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was a cool show. But like, they got some, you know, some I saw, very diverse stuff. I saw Corn in 2014. They were uh, headlining Mayhem Festival with. Avenged Sevenfold, and it was just funny because they came out and they were playing like their old stuff, like old, like new metal corn. Yeah. And then they did like a dubstep song, and like that was everyone going to the bathroom. That was everyone like going to go get a beer or like some food or something. Wow, I need some popcorn. Yeah. And then they came back and they paid like Freak on a Leash, and the crowd all came back and went nuts. And they're like, Yeah, you guys fucking know that song. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I grew up on. Yeah, that's why we're here. But that's why new metal died though, because everyone stopped playing new metal. Yeah, yeah, touche. I mean, it's still living in my heart. Slipknot became a metal band. Uh, Limp Biscuit just—I don't know what the fuck they did. They just kind of went off. Uh, Deftones got heavier. 
Yeah. After their first two albums. Um, which which album was um, My Own Summer on? That was on Around the Fur. That was the second album. Okay. Like, that one's pretty heavy. I love that riff, you know? That's <clears throat> Everyone sweet. does. That's a good-ass song. Everyone does. Um, And then after Around the Fur, they went to, like, a more, like, radio-friendly sound. Yeah. For, for um... Uh, their self-titled Saturday Night Wrist, The White Pony. The White Pony is actually regarded as like one of the best metal albums ever. So was Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. <laughs> Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge is not a metal album. I know, I know. It's a great album, not a metal. Not album. metal, no. no. Um, they they went more radio friendly with those ones, and then they they've gone back to heavier. Um, there was a rock station around here called Rock One Hundred Four that went away. They became an oldie station one week. They actually became an, an oldie station on April 1st. And they were and everybody thought, yeah, we all thought it was a joke. And we all thought it was a joke. It was not. And then after four days, we're like, this isn't a joke. Wow. I actually went up to Cleveland for that weekend. And I came back and I'm like, why are they playing this old music? Why are they Why are they playing these oldies bands? And I'm like, oh, it's, it's yeah, a joke. It's sold. April Fool's weekend. It's a joke. It wasn't a joke. Yeah. What if like... Next April, it comes back. I'm like, sorry, guys. <laughs> this was a two-year-long April Fool's yeah, prank. Yeah, I just wanted to really get you. Um, but Rock 104, they were they actually played uh, a few of the Deftone songs off their last album, Gore. Uh, Phantom Bride, which has Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains. They were playing that. But that wasn't new metal at all. Um, the guitarist for Deftones, he, he used to... Play a six string, and then he had a custom seven string. His his uh, who <clears throat> is Epiphone? Okay, makes his guitar. I think it's Epiphone. I might be wrong. Um, they make his custom guitar, and they used to have a six string, but they don't make that anymore because all he plays is an eight string anymore. Wow. So why would yeah? Well, by the time you're playing an eight string guitar, I don't know why you're still playing guitar. Just play a bass at that point. I mean. If you're soloing the whole way down all, all eight of those, you get some uh, yeah, but he, pretty neat Deftones shit. Deftones never does solos. Yeah, so he's just literally using the top, like, four. Yeah, he's tops. just hammering on them, though. Yeah. Deftones now is heavy as fuck, though. Yeah, I mean, Limp Biscuits not. They're weird. No. Was it, uh... <clears throat> March of, the, March of the Disco Elephants? I mean, I mean, new metal, in, in terms of new metal, if you say, hey, I want to hear a new metal band, Limp Biscuit, that's it. Yeah. Limp I mean, Biscuit is their own sound. Yeah, like, I don't think, like, when I think new metal, like, honestly, like, I don't think Corn, but I mean, I know they are, but, like, I, I have think, to think about it. If I you're, think, like, name you know, 10 Limp new Biscuit. metal, if you, if you're, like, name two, met, like, name 10 new metal bands, the first one I think of is Limp Biscuit. Yeah. And then after that, I'm like, oh, man, I have to think about this. Um, March of the Disco Elephants. Are there ten new metal bands in existence? Um, Not anymore. Yeah, no way, man. But like I said, they put out quite the influence in the early two thousands, late nineties. I don't see with with new metal. I don't know if they influenced uh, bands so much as they influenced people. Yeah, like they were an influence to me. Like listening to Corn growing up. That that's what like helped shape me. There's, um, like influential albums. Growing up, it was Corn. It was listening to bands like Corn, Deftones, Limp Bizkit. Those are what shaped me as a person. Yeah. But I don't know if there's any band out there. It's like Limp Bizkit was our heroes growing up. 
Yeah. I mean, Fred Durst was my hero when I was a kid. You know what I mean? I loved Fred Durst growing up. Hell, I mean, like, even Eminem rapped about him. Like, sit me next to Carson Daly and Fred Durst. Yeah. Bullshitting about Christina Aguilera. You know, that was a, that was a big time, dude. And uh, I don't know. I'm just sad to see it gone now, you know? I'm glad we can look back on albums and we can go back and YouTube videos and shit, but it's just uh, just sad that it's not around anymore. I'm sad that that uh, feeling as a whole isn't around anymore. Yeah. Like that presence. That was a movement. Know? Yeah, yeah. It was a movement that lasted four years, three, four. Well, it well, was a movement that went three chess pieces forward. That was it. Yeah. Then they got taken. I don't even know why people like talk shit on new metal now, too. That was the thing, uh, like, when I was a kid growing up, you know what I mean? Like, 15 years old, listening to new metal, like, new metal's for pussies. You ever listen to, you know, I can't even think of anybody good that, you know. Do you ever listen to Metallica's Black Album? You ever heard of Job for a Cowboy? But all the, when I did listen to Job for a Cowboy, I was like, wow. <laughs> That's fucking heavy, you know what I mean? But yeah, dude, I remember having... You know, a bunch of old CDs with tons of new metal mixes. There's, you bring them out places, people got pissed. Like, bro, what? Turn that shit off. There's a, there's a, um, the 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 woman at work who's like, I watched Fred Durst get beat up, and he's such a piece of shit. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe Fred Durst is a piece of shit. I've never heard anything bad about. It. Well, I've, the only thing I've heard bad about Fred Durst is people are like, Limp Biscuit sucks. Fred Durst is a piece of shit. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, but his music kicks ass. <laughs> yeah, his music is awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I... Chocolate Starfish, significant other. Anytime, three... anytime that Fred Durst takes me to the Matthews Bridge, I am satisfied. I have driven on the Matthews Bridge many of times. Jacksonville, Florida. Did you always play? Um... I never realized it until one day I was listening to that song and I was like, Holy shit. Like, dude, then I was just like, I'm taking Matthews Bridge every day, dude. Like, sweet. I mean, you'd take Matthews to go over to Jack's Beaches and shit. And I was like, wait a minute. And then I, like, thought about his lyrics. He's like, yeah, I'm a redneck fucker from Jacksonville. I was like, dude, holy shit, this is the bridge he was singing about. You know? You throw that bitch on the ground. Fuck it. Get it out of there. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I know this episode's about new metal, but it should have just been about Limp Bizkit. Yeah. I could have talked about Limp Biscuit for ever. I mean I could have I could have done Limp Biscuit too. But I think it's good to cover new metal. I mean we covered genres last week, so like, Oh yeah, yeah. So it's now, it's nice that we were talking shit on genres and now we're talking about certain genres per episode. So uh, let's start a base next, topic. Next week we should just talk well, we were talking we'll about do... influences, so next week maybe we should just talk about like what albums influenced us. Like paintings. We should talk about paintings next week. That's not music related. Doesn't matter, dude. Do what well, we want. It's our podcast. Come on. We can do whatever we want. No, I think, you know. Uh, John Otto! No, oh, Jesus. Take Jesus. Him to the, yeah, that was too loud. That was, a little, that was a little loud. John Otto, take him to the Matthews Bridge. Hey, John. You want to take these guys to we, the Matthews Bridge? We were actually talking about uh, there's two covers. Uh, Limp Bizkit does two versions of Roland. And oh, one yeah. is Urban Command Vehicle. Urban Assault Vehicle. Or Urban Assault Vehicle. There's, there's Roland, then there's Roland Urban Assault Vehicle, and we thought there should be like an Urban Suburban Command Vehicle. Yeah. So it's like, okay, guys, keep rolling. Like, 
Okay, go. That's that's a good thing to talk about, though. That's like, another thing too. Dude, is DMX is on that track. There were a lot of rappers on that album, man. DMX is on that Urban Command vehicle, yeah. and I'm pretty sure all DMX, the ever... Red Man, and Method Man were I'm both on that. I'm pretty sure that all that DMX does is say "What?" Yeah. Come on. Oh. Right. Oh, dad. No, no, DMX. No, no, no. It's rolling. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah. DMX. Um. I think the last VH1 behind the music I saw was on DMX, and this is like five or six years ago. And they showed him he was at like a nightclub with like fifteen people who were like DMX, and he's like, "Yeah." Oh, I thought it was just a documentary about a guy getting arrested. Basically, that's what it was. <laughs> he was cool though, man. DMX that, was that DMX song was, was the biggest rapper in the world, and now he is nothing. Yeah, dude. DMX was on an album. With the biggest band in the world, Limp Biscuit, and now Limp Biscuit is barely around. Yeah, so is DMX. So is, is DMX. It? I haven't heard much from Redman or Method Man. Either. Something, something. Exhibit that, was on that album. Something that kids in the '90s won't understand is, hey, this Limp Biscuit song with DMX is dope. Yeah, like how do you say that? Somebody like what? Yeah, who the hell is a DMX? Yeah, what the what hell is, is a Limp Biscuit? Exhibit. What? Oh God! Exhibit isn't even a thing anymore, is it? No, no. He went, started pimping out rides. And he pimped rides it, for a few years, and I haven't heard. It. He was on the Chronic O One, and then. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually heard an Exhibit album. Like I've only ever just heard him being featured on other. People's oh, songs. I just I I didn't think he had an album. I thought he just did uh, the Chronic O One with Dr. Dre, and then did Pimp My Ride. Yeah, he's like the. Uh... He's like Nate Dog. Yeah, it's like DJ Khaled. Hey man, this is a sweet song. You mind if I rap on it real quick? Thanks. Alright. I'm I up. hate how every DJ Khaled song he's on, like the song will start, so it's like DJ Khaled. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the meme If uh, he was if he was that good I wouldn't need to know who was playing on the album before he started. You could yeah. just The meme I was referring to is uh DJ Khaled peeking behind a door and he's like, Hey, it's a really nice song you got. Mind if I just scream my name on it? That's all he does, too. He doesn't do anything. Actually, fun fact, um, DJ Khaled started in, like, 99, and his name used to be Arab Attack. And then 9-11 happened, and he l- literally was like, I can't be Arab Attack anymore. I'm changing my oh. name. Oh. Yeah. If only we could fly. <laughs> Mistakes were made, man. Yeah. That's, that's sweet, dude. See, that's why I love it. You got all this, like, useless knowledge. Just like, useless music knowledge. If like, you hey, want to know something about a band from 25 years ago, I can be like, yeah, I got, I know. Yeah, like, uh, okay, for instance, you're wearing that Third Eye Blind t-shirt. We were having that discussion about, uh... I have two copies of my first album. Uh, the one the, copy the I have... The red and the yellow one? I have the red and the yellow. The yellow was the first 500,000 copies. That's sweet. The red one was every subsequent one. I have them both. Like, they all have the same songs on them, but... They, they, yeah, like... yeah. And then we were talking the other day about the song, um... Oh, slow Motion. Yeah, we were talking about Slow Motion, and when it originally came out in the U.S., it didn't have any lyrics. And that blows my mind. I didn't... I've never actually heard that song until, like, probably two years ago. And Jake played it for me. I was like, what the hell is that, dude? Is that, that song is so dark. It is so dark. Yeah. Um, when it was released, the, the censors censor said that song uh, couldn't be played on U.S. Airways because it was about, you know, 
shooting somebody and doing drugs. So yeah. they censored it, and then it, they released it. The UK was like, okay, we're okay with this. And then they're, I went and started playing it live and stuff, and everyone's like, wow, why can't we find the song anywhere? And they were like, oh, it's only instrumental on our album. So then they uh, released it in the US. Okay, okay. So I have a copy of Third Eye Blind's Blue, and the slow motion is only instrumental on it. Because yeah. I have one of the original copies. Yeah, that's weird, dude. Yeah. The censorship's stupid. Yeah. Like, I get it, but yeah, just pop on, you know, the parent look. <clears throat> just, just put that parental advisory sticker yeah. on there. And then, okay, cool. The censored version, yeah, have that just be instrumental, because that's a little rough for a little tiny kid to listen to, you know? What, slow motion? Yeah. They would never... Well, see, what I don't understand about... Now we're getting completely off topic here, but uh, slow motion. They censor that song, but, like, Semi-Charm Life is literally about doing crystal meth. Yeah. And that was, like, a number one hit in the United States. But nobody knows that. You don't realize it's about crystal meth until you realize it's about doing crystal meth, and that's all you can think about. Yeah. Until you realize the censored part where he says doing crystal meth will lift you up. You're like, oh my god, this whole song is about doing meth. <laughs> Do you have any meth? No. <laughs> Fresh out, bro. I gotta sleep this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing, too, is people who do crystal meth will tell you, they're like, I've been up for eight days. I'm like, Just oh. listen to the third eye play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think they're a good band. I love third eye blind. They saved my life. Yeah. We'll, talk about, we'll talk about that later. That'd be a good thing no, to no, talk about. No, no, no. I've never done crystal meth. As you can clearly see, I still have all of my teeth. I've never done crystal meth. Do you have all your teeth? I do. <laughs> like, three of them need pulled, but I still have all my teeth. Is that because of all the crystal meth? <laughs> I wish it was, but I've never done crystal meth, unfortunately. Jeez. Way to look like a pussy on Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I've uh, also never done crystal meth. This has been a... This has been a... We got sidetracked a lot. Hey, dude, it happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I said, and you know, episode zero. Guys, we're, hey, this is going to be a very loose topic show. We're, um, I'd like to talk just, we talk music and life. Yeah, and that's the way to do things. I because want, music is life. Yeah, I want you guys to be able to relate to us. Like, I want you to be listening to us and be like, I can relate to that in some way. Oh, hell yeah, yeah dude. I fucking used to listen to Semi Charm Life while fucking smoking meth. You're like I used to. I used to do meth, and I would listen to Limp Biscuit. What? (laughs) Then when I was done, I would break stuff. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. And you don't know why, but you want to justify. Smoking another bowl of meth. Yeah, that was good. I'm sure everybody's going to be entertained by that. That was awesome. Probably not. It's probably when they shut our podcast off. Yeah. And then we're going to go back to Joe Rogan because these guys are fucking retarded. <laughs> Speaking of Joe Rogan, I did a sensory deprivation tank today. How was that? That was quite the experience, actually. Um, I actually, you know, like, 
Joe's a big advocate on that, man. Like, he promotes the living shit out I felt out like of you would go crazy. I was a little nervous at first. Like, like I was, like, kind of claustrophobic. Like, I'm not claustrophobic, but I just, like, was like, what am I going to do for a whole hour? You know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, being trapped with the thoughts like that, you would just go crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of things that I thought about. And, uh, I don't know, man. It was, you know, there's... Music playing in the back of my head the whole time that shit's going on. The thing, like, the thing with that though is like you're trapped alone with your thoughts, and you might be like, "I thought about this for two hours." No, you thought about it for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I I thought about the podcast today while I was in there. You should. I was like, dude, there's so many things I could say. Wow. My hands are spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to be home in time to record this? Oh, jeez. How long have I been in here? Oh, my God. And the next thing you know, boom. Just floating. Straight up. Just literally picturing myself in a little tiny, like, lake. I picture the, um... Just, it was the, great. Whenever, in the movie, Beavis and Butthead do America, when they're in the desert and Rob Zombie's rap think suicide tanks, Cannibal Girls is playing, <laughs> and they start tripping... That's uh, what I picture being one of those rooms. It's like, I, I don't. It's it's not like that. It's not that vivid. No, not that much color. No, <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be a little intense. I'd be like, yo, you guys got to try this, man. It's fucking crazy. No, it was an awesome experience, man. It was good. It was good. Were you and your wife in the same tank? No, she was in another one in another room. Were you like beating on the wall like just saw? No, because there was like a filter room in between each of us. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So they had their pumps and everything in there, but... Uh, Were you naked? Yes. Yes, it was. 100%. It was a good time. <laughs> I recommend it, man. I'm, I'm going to have to try one of those. But speaking of music, they they started and they ended with music. What'd they start with? Um, It's just like a slow, melodic kind of... um, Like ambient, you know, kind of... I would have like, done jazz. Yeah, you just go straight in. They turn on Cannibal Corpse and they're like, "All right." Uh, <laughs> Did you get know ready that Corpse Grinder was not the original lead singer of Cannibal Corpse? No, I didn't. No, he was he was a replacement. So I always used to say that like Brian Johnson was the the best replacement for uh, Bon Scott and ACDC. That's the best lead singer replacement ever. Nope, Corpse Grinder. I yeah, know who the, the guy before Corpse Grinder was, but Corpse Grinder is the greatest replacement ever. Even though his neck is literally like three states wide. It's bigger than his head. Yeah. George Fisher's neck is the size of a building. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing in this world stronger than love. Except, except for Corpse Grinder's Grand neck. neck. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I saw them play, jeez, um, four years ago. And they just did like a 20-minute set. I didn't see like a whole, you know. Was it a Mayhem Festival? Corpse. I think it may have been, yeah. I saw the Mayhem Festival, and the only reason I was there was like, I want to see Cannibal Corpse. Dude, he gets down, like, all right, this next song's a headbanging competition. <laughs> and, like, there was no lyrics. It was just him fucking hair spinning for fucking two minutes. They got done with the song. every Cannibal yeah. Corpse song. He got done with the song, he goes, I win. <laughs> I was like, this guy is amazing. Oh, I Man. wish... Uh, Have you ever heard of Cannabis Corpse? Yes. <laughs> I Come Buds. Like, <laughs> what a funny band, uh, dude. Have you ever listened to Sleep? No. Sleep is a stoner metal band. They're really good. Oh, 
check them out. I'll, I'll show you one. At, uh, they're basically like doom metal. At, I'll show you one after this. Why is that a term? That's retarded. Doom metal? Doom metal. No. Stoner metal should be... This. We talked about this last week. Yeah, I know, but... Ah, doom metal. Like, you, you go into that kind of show expecting Cannibal Corpse. You know what I mean? And then they're like, What's up? You know, My name's Truck Driver! You know, well, Bobby's bassist. He's in a doom metal band. And I saw them play live. They were opening it for Wonder. And I was like, This is fucking awesome. But the dude isn't like... The, the lead singer is like the six foot ten, like three hundred pound guy. He's like wearing like a button up and stuff, and he's just he's just like. And then he picks up the mic and just belts some lyrics. I'm like, this guy's fucking awesome. Yeah, I went and seen. Um, you ever heard of Truck Fighters? No. I, I saw them in Pittsburgh play. Jay Red showed me them, and they're like a doom slash stoner metal band, and fucking awesome show, dude. Like, that is my cup of tea for sure. Oh, I love the sword. Oh, yeah, dude. The um, sword's sweet. What, what the hell what is was, that, like, 12-minute song they have? What was the name of the uh, skate park that used to be around? Section 8. Yeah. It was Section 8. Um, John told me he used to go to Section 8, and the guy who was, like, in charge would be like, what do you guys want to hear on the... Uh, what do you guys want to hear over the speakers? And, like, people would be shouting out stuff. He's like, what's that? You want to hear the greatest fucking band of all time, the sword? okay and he would just play like their entire album and then it would finish he'd be like okay uh any request oh you want to hear the best fucking metal band of all time the sword all right here you go and he just played the whole album again there's a fucking robot chicken episode where they're doing the uh the whole star wars deal and the cantina band's up there on stage and they're like hey guys thanks for listening that was a uh, uh you know our cantina song he goes if you guys got any requests you want us to do anything just let us know Hey, why don't you guys just play that same song you've been playing for three hours? Oh, you want to hear the same song again? Okay, cool. And then they just start going right back into it. You know, that's that's what that reminds me of. Limp Biscuit, though, they're uh, if you listen to um, wow, way to bring it back. It, well, I'm, we're working on. Um, if you listen to uh, Chocolate Starfish and Significant Other, there's a lot of parallels between those two albums. Like at the same time? Though, do well, no, not the same time, but like if you listen to them because. I oh, bought, okay, okay. If you saying. listen, like you listen, say you listen to Chocolate Starfish, um, they have the intro. Yeah. Same way with this game another. They have the intro and the outro. They have the hidden track at the end. But there's a line in, um, just like this, where he's like, you know, it's you know when the girls he says something, um, oh god, you know it's famous when they're no, what the fuck did he say? He has a line in that song, and he has the same line in um, My Generation. It's the same exact line. Okay. Yeah, Fred seems like one of those people who does like the repeat. He, he, he does the callbacks. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you guys remember that one time? Yeah. You guys remember, eight, we're on Gold Cobra. Yeah. Do you remember like eight albums ago? Yeah, have you ever listened to $3 Bill, y'all? Yes, yes. The intro on that album is insane. I, I, um, just Fred Durst screaming like a Southern Baptist. Significant other, three dollar bill, and Chocolate Starfish are like the only three Limp Bizkit albums I've ever listened to. Yeah, I, I started I, listening to Gold Cobra. Cobra, excuse me, it was, it was alright. It's not well, West Borland's not that song. Mm-hmm. Listen to it. Mm-mm. Gold Cobra was the one with uh, Behind Blue Behind Eyes. Blue Eyes, wasn't it? No, no, no. Gold Cobra came out in like two thousand. 
12. Is Gold Cobra the one with the green? I don't know. I never listened to it. Oh. I just know Behind Blue Eyes was on, like, what came out in, like, 2004. And that was, like, Limp Bizkit's downfall. Like, just, like, Cornstep. I really like that version of that song. It's... Behind Blue Eyes? Yeah. I don't like it. I'm not saying it's better than the Who, but it's one of my. It's one of those things where I'm like, this is a Who song, and this is Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit should not do the song. His voice is so good on it. It's though. like whenever people say, um, "Disturbs" cover of uh, "The Sound of Silence." Uh, that is, uh, to me, that cover is complete garbage. I hated it. You know, fucking Garfunkel actually said he liked it. He's lying because yeah. it's complete garbage. He's lying because he gets money. It's David Draymond's voice that just ruins it for me, which is bad because yeah. he's, he's a good singer. It's just that. It's like, dude, you guys covered Genesis. Just stop. You know. Well, they also covered Shout. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. They, they, I'm pretty sure they have a whole cover album. Machine Head had a whole cover album. It was the, the B-side. They, they came out with a special edition of The Blackening, which is one of my favorite metal albums ever. It's six songs an hour and 20 minutes and it just fucking rips your head off so it wasn't an EP no it was an hour long <clears throat> um they did a they did a cover album and there's some really good covers I showed you the cover of Negative Creep yeah that kicks ass yeah dude that was sweet yeah um covers I, are sweet man yeah they are I want to cover some Limp Biscuit songs should we cover Nookie <laughs> Yeah, we should cover Nookie and uh, and Hot Dog. If only we could fly. Yeah, yeah that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be an amazing cover, actually. What my generation? Yeah. The problem is, is like that was the big thing too. Is like, in with new metal, they had like a lot of bands had like turntablists. Yeah. And now that's like a DJs. Turn- yeah. <laughs> well, turntablists. Oh, that's. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just fucking with you. Go ahead. But that's the thing, though. It's like, what does he do? He plays turntables. Okay, on every song? No, he plays, like, turntables on, like, three songs. Yeah. I wouldn't really call him a DJ. He's not like, like, yo, let me remix this song. He's like, I'm just going to be back here going... A disc jockey, bro. That's what they do. Disc jockey. Yeah. Yard jockey. Yard disc jockey. jockey. Like, uh, you know, I don't even know who actually played uh, the turntables for Kid Rock. But I know he also does it. I've seen him play live, and he literally gets up on the DJ stand, starts fucking spinning. I, I remember being 10 years old, and I would say... It was insane. I would say my favorite bands were like Limp Bizkit and Kid Rock, only because everyone in school was listening to Limp Bizkit and Kid Rock, and then Kid Rock just kind of changed. What was the name of the midget that Kid Rock had? Oh, Jesus JC, wasn't it yeah. JC? Or was it KC? No, it was JC. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Three happened. foot nine with a ten foot dick. Yeah. Make the girl sick. I'm three foot nine with a ten foot dick. How did Kid Rock go from being new metal to being I don't even know what the fuck he is now? I don't know, dude. Um I think that's another decision that happened based on what the people The popularity. Liked. Yeah, new what metal. was popular. I mean like he's I I've seen him play live. Three times, and I think he'll that, play piano. Dude, he's a talented motherfucker. That yeah, guy can play a, almost any. He's a good musician, me. but I think his his content is but shit. He comes out, they get this piano, and it's literally just mossy oak, like completely covered 
and mossy oak camouflage i was like okay like that's a selling factor one for mossy oak and two because every redneck motherfucker here right now is like dude yeah i can't even see that piano (laughs) what is he playing (laughs) you know what i mean he's just sitting there yeah wow he's so good at miming he um it, it's weird, though, that every new metal band got away from being new metal. I like the At ones the that stuck time. around, you know what I mean? Like, some of them, Limp you know, Biscuit stuck around, but it, it really hurt them. No, I mean, like, like Slipknot, you Head know what I mean? P. They changed, and they're still around. They make kick-ass music, man. Deftone 7. Well, 7 Dust kind of faded off, too. Yeah. They're still around. Yeah, they're, it's, you don't hear from them often. It's basically like uh, Kid Rock, which... I don't know what the fuck he plays anymore. He plays Detroit, Alabama. That's his thing this whole time, is that he was in a city called Detroit that was in the the, the state of Alabama. Yeah, no, nobody it. knew. Nobody knew about it. So the yeah. whole time when he was, like, wrapping him up, like, growing up on the in the hood of Detroit, it was Detroit, Alabama. Oh, you guys thought I meant Michigan? Yeah. Jeez. Why would why would you think that? Did I mention something about like the Ford factory or like you know? Yeah. Did I mention like eight eighth mile eight eight mile street like eight mile street eight mile street? Did I mention that? Yeah, there's an eight mile street here in Detroit, Alabama. Mm. Do you think Kid Rock and Eminem ever hang out? No. Why not? Because no, and that's the thing too is Kid Rock would sing about being fucking trailer trash too. Yeah. He's like, you're straight out of Compton, I'm straight out the trailer. I'm like, bro, don't tell people. I mean, Eminem did the same thing. Why do people in Detroit live in trailers? Because they can't afford apartments? I don't know. It's better than living in the projects, I'd imagine. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like the white projects. Yeah, trailer parks are white projects. (laughs) I grew up in a trailer park. Yeah, you grew up in the white projects. Yeah. A sad story. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. Just something they do, man. Just something they do. All right. It's been good hanging out with you this week. All right, man. Well, hey, thank you for all of your insight. On Limp Biscuit. On Limp Biscuit. Guys, I appreciate you guys checking in. Um, this was episode one on New Metal with the Extraordinary Expletive. Be sure to like, sub to our video. Check the link below. You guys can get the SoundCloud. You guys can get the... Uh, the, uh, the links there. Go ahead and uh, find us on pay- Facebook and uh, show us to all your friends. Yeah, um, just check our Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com slash extraordinary expletive, or you can actually just Google that or in your search bar for Facebook and be in there. Uh, we're going to try and, like, like if you if you do like our Facebook page, we're going to try and let you guys know a few days ahead of time like what we're going to be talking about. Maybe it's something you'll be interested in. If you want us to talk about something, just let us know. Be like, hey, can you talk about... I don't know. Can you talk about punk rock? Can you talk about um, bands? Maybe if you want to be like, hey, uh, what's up with Devin Townsend Project? What's up with like um, Twelve Foot Ninja? Yeah, Twelve Foot Ninja, something like that. Just something obscure. Make me go online and look something up. Yeah, and especially if it's something that we don't know, and that's, if you, that's if awesome. you tell me something that I don't know, I will go online immediately and listen to it and look it up. And that's always a sweet, sweet and, deal. Finding yeah. new bands. Yeah, it's the way the world works. Yeah, and actually, I, I hope that uh, with you guys listening to us that maybe we'll mention a band that you like. Maybe I'll mention something like, 
Hey, have you guys ever had heard of uh, Refused the Refused? Have you ever heard of that? Wow, you should go look it up. You know, yeah, because we were talking about the Refused. Yeah, if you if you've it. never heard of the Refused, you guys need to go listen to the Shape of Punk to Come. Oh, amazing god. album. Oh god, New Noise. That song will blow your fucking socks off. Oh, that is That's my favorite. Amazing. Song. Yeah, I love that one. Um, so yeah, just hey, yeah, type in in the comments. You guys get something on. you want us to do. Let us know. Keep on listening and we'll keep on listening to us and we'll keep on listening to you. So good deal. All right, All right guys. Take it easy. And if it's easy, take two. This mic's gonna fall down. Uh I'm pretty sure I crushed your table. <laughs>